believe it or not, but we are at the championship game. Golden Eagles versus Sideline Cancer. Of course, we're hitting you with an interview from each team. All right, we got Marcus Keene. We got Travis Diener. But we'll do you one more. Fran Fraschilla joins the show as well. He's calling the game tonight. He's maybe more jacked up than we are. Maybe more jacked up than any of you guys. Probably not more jacked up than Mo Creek was after his game-winning shot. All right. We're going to get to all those interviews, but we got to talk briefly about this TBT. And by briefly, I mean briefly, because the interviews are what's important, not our... And by briefly, and by briefly it's going to be hard for us to talk because we want to get to this interview so bad. But when we are talking, we're out in public, we're wearing masks. And those masks <laughs> are usually, are always from germless products. And not only do they have masks, they got the best products in the world. Anything you need. They got these little packets. You rip open the packets and you squirt hand sanitizer on your hand. One use. You don't have to touch the bottle that other people use. You eliminate the need to touch the gross bottle. And you can find them. I, they're very patriotic, Germless products, because on Twitter, they're at Germless USA, okay? Because they're protecting the United States of America, and they're keeping it Germless. You don't even need to touch the, the, the hand sanitizer dispenser anymore because they got the little packets. They got the great masks. You can customize them. You can do whatever you want with them as long as you wear them. Wear your masks. Make them germless. If your mask doesn't say germless, it's probably not a germless product. Here's, here's the last thing I'll say about germless products because we love them. They're a great sponsor of ours. They've been with us through thick and thin. So just one last shout-out because we'll have a review episode, but we'll, we're not done. More people will be listening to this one than the next one. So – we just want to give a final shout out to Germos Mass. They've been awesome. Germos, Germos products, Germos products, Germos products. They've been awesome. So let's get into the let's get into the TBT. We're gonna quickly like wait, said, wait, Joseph. I got one more super important thing to say. Yeah, please. We're not going anywhere after TBT. Make sure you follow us at Andrew Zolden, at Joey Lane, at Drive the Lane Pod, at whatever we do next. We're not going anywhere. We're here. TBT. Back to what you were saying, Joe. TBT doesn't sleep, so neither will we. But here's what I'll say. We're going we're gonna to give you guys a quick overview. We're going to review the games that have been so far. We're going to give you our best moments, and then we're going to preview the game briefly because Fran Fischilla, our first interview, does a way better job of previewing it than we will. So, Andrew, my question for you, first and foremost, what has stood out to you from TBT so far? And then what is your favorite definitive number one moment? Okay, what stood out to me so far is Marcus Keene can still get buckets, and he's going to be getting buckets for the rest of his life. And it goes even further than that. What goes even further than that is if you can shoot and you're a scorer, you can play basketball and make a lot of money for a long time. There's a lot of guys in this tournament this year that are proving that they can still play at a high level. They're proving that what they did in college was not a fluke. And they're proving that the NBA is not the only place to watch great basketball. And it's all over the world. And it's all comes together in TBT. So my favorite part of TBT this year is watching former stars shine again. Because stars always shine brightest when it's dark. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> that is true, though, right? Well, then what – okay, yeah, moving on. What is Schaff, your, Schaffner's going to get us for that one. Oh, Josh, our guy. Um, so, okay, but what's your, what's your favorite finite moment? This was what stood out to me most leading up to the championship. 
Okay, well, I'm not going to say Odd Elmore because we talk about that 15 times in this episode. So probably my favorite moment, and you're going to be a little shocked by this. I think my favorite moment was when Carmen's crew lost. And let me explain. Because when Carmen's crew lost, we knew there was going to be a new champion this year. And the thing got a whole lot more interesting than we ever could have thought. Even if Overseas Elite won, it wasn't going to be the team that won last year. Sad when our friends on Carmen's crew lost, but was thrilled when you knew that the TBT was going to get that much crazier and that the Dominator would be around for at least another game. Joe, I'm going to flip it on you. Favorite thing from this year? Favorite moment from this year? Yeah. Favorite storyline, we, we talk about storylines with Fran Fischel, but favorite storyline to me that we didn't kind of talk about is how irrelevant the seeding was. There were so many upsets. I mean, the 22 seeds in the championship, there's only 24 teams. So, I mean, upsets, quote unquote, happen in every sport, but it seemed like the upsets were just to be expected in TBT, which is so cool because the group of guys that the TBT brings in every year to play are guys that love basketball and are really damn good. So I think that my favorite storyline was who cares what seed you are. You still got to lace them up and go and go five on five against the other team. And that was just so clearly prevalent in the TBT this year. So that's my favorite storyline. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Because I've been trying to get this in as much as I can. What bothers me a little bit about the seating is 22 sounds so crazy, but like if they did it, if they didn't do one through 24, then they would be a, a, a five seed. Like, it's not like it's the, that's, what's cool about it is that TBT did a good job of making it seem like these were crazy big upsets, but in reality, it was just like a five seed beating a three seed in some cases. Right. No, totally. You're exactly right. But in terms of my favorite moment, that's tough. The cop out answer is the Moat Creek three, because that was say I mean, Moat Creek more money, but I mean, that, <laughs> That was the epitome of TBT. The upset, the the guys who are great pros versus NBA guys. I mean, the shot was a prayer. They were down one, needed a three to win, so they take the three. You know, it's just all of those things. It was a broken possession where Marcus Keene went up to shoot, lost the ball, chucked it. I just – that three just symbolized not only the run that sideline cancer made, but – the upsets that I was talking to you before, and that anyone can win on any night. So, and it just, the Elam ending is just, that's what steals the storylines from every game. But the fact that they needed a three to win, the other team needed a two to win, they had the ball and made the three, is just, that's what makes the TBT so awesome. So that's, that's my favorite moment. And it's fresh, recency biased. Maybe it's because we've watched every game and done a post-game interview for every game, but it's felt a lot longer than like, 14 days that this tournament's been going on. I feel like I've been getting content and been preoccupied and enjoyed some, some live sports for feels like a long time. And unfortunately it all comes to an end tonight, tomorrow when we're recording this, but tonight briefly give me what you're looking for tomorrow. I'll give you what I'm looking for tomorrow. And we'll toss it over to our, to our future selves interviewing Fran for Our past selves. So I I was just thinking this, the Marquette Golden Eagles, the Golden Eagles alumni team had a buzzer beater with getting Travis Diener on the show because now the champion will have a, we will have interviewed someone from the championship team and it was looking like it was just going to be Marcus Keene. 
and Travis Diener, the PR genius, stepped up, and now it, now it's even playing field. Now there's no advantage going into the game outside of the skills of the players and the overall teams. But this is what I'm looking for tomorrow. Marcus Keene's been the hero in, like, the second half and, and overtime the past few games. If Keene can get it going in the first quarter instead of waiting for heroics, then I think we could get we, we could have a good game. But I think if he is nowhere to be found in the first half like the Syracuse game and not doing a whole lot like in the overseas elite game, then Golden Eagles could get out to a lead that's just – there's no amount of Mo, Mo Creek that could bring him back. What do you yeah, think? I, I agree. I'll say this. The Golden Eagles, because they're the Marquette alumni team, more people will understand and know those guys and how great they are. Sideline cancer is really, really good. They have incredible guards and great bigs as well. They just aren't as well-known guys. I mean, Marcus Keene, everyone knows he led the country in scoring. I don't know if you knew that, Andrew, or not, but he did. Um, so just know it's a more level playing field than people probably think. That being said, Andrew, I, here's what I'll say about I'll, the game, quickly, the game, the game. Um, Marcus Keene needs to play great for them to win. They can't win if he doesn't play well. And then on the flip side, Fran talks about it, so I won't talk about the threes. The threes is a huge point of emphasis for sure. But if they are able to get contributions from their bench, they're much deeper. If they get contributions one through nine, 10, 11, however many guys they play, it's going to be tough for, for sideline cancer to, to, to combat that. All that being said, Andrew, who are you taking tomorrow night? I'm going to give an annoying Wait, let's do Let's do score. Who hits the Elam ending and winner, obviously. Well, that's why I'm going to give an annoying answer, okay? I think Golden Eagles win, like, 80 to 65. Whoa. Or. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. Listen, listen, listen. No, I'm picking two. I'm picking two. All right, that's all the time we have. We now no, have no, no, just hear me out. Then I'll pick one of the which one I think is more likely. So I think one of two things is going to happen. 80-65 Golden Eagles or, like, 74-73 Sideline Cancer. I don't think there's any chance Sideline Cancer shows up and blows out the Golden Eagles. So, just because – man, I don't know. I had Overseas Elite winning the whole thing. I had I had, I had Sideline Cancer. We both had Sideline Cancer losing in the first round in our brackets, but I'll just – I'll just say this. I think sideline cancer wins 75-74. I feel like I should take the other side, but I'm not going to because my heart really thinks that sideline cancer is going to win because the team of destiny effect. Like, we're not talking about that enough. They are the team of destiny. If the shoe fits. The clock is not going to strike midnight on the Cinderella team. The slipper fits. The glass shoe fits, or whatever they say. It fits. The, the Cinderella. Cinderella four seed. Cinderella 22 seed. I know. Um, but, no, I'm going to take them. Here's what's going to happen. Final score is going to be 83 to 80, okay? It's going to be 80 to 80 with sideline cancer's ball. Obviously, they're going to go for a three in the win. Marcus Keene's going to have the ball in his hand. They're going to send, like, not a double, but, like, he's going to come off a ball screen and all eyes, and they're going to converge on him. Jump pass. He's a little guy. Jump pass to the back action. You don't even know what back action is, Andrew. Do you know what back action is? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so he'll come off the ball screen, and guys will be rolling up because they got they got to roll and replace. You know what I mean? The big man's rolling, so guys got to take his spot. That's the back action. Okay, jump up, throw the cross court back action pass to Remy Abel on the left wing. Rises up, hits it, and they just mob him. Like I'm talking College World Series, mob him, dog pile. They don't turn off the mics. You're hearing f this shit that b words everywhere okay this is my s word okay you're hearing all of that and then not only do they dogpile but marquette comes over to them they're up they're upset but they come over and give them a nice little pat on the rear end and say at least we're losing to this awesome cause and that's why i think they're going to win is because in the war the world that we live in we need some positive story sideline cancer will be it I almost said to Travis Diener, I almost said, who do you think wins the game tomorrow and why aren't you guys donating some of the funds to a, to a charity? But I, I didn't say it to him. <laughs> that would have been good. But he would have laughed towards the end. You guys will hear. At the beginning, we tried to tell him, like, look, we're going to have fun. And then eventually we did. He, he's, oh, I mean, he was great, obviously. He was awesome. But, but we might as well get to those interviews now, shouldn't we? We'll get to them right now. This is the order we're going to go. Fran, TD, Keener. Keener, hot boy. Hot boy, Keener, the grand finale. We'll get to them right now. All right, joining us now on Inside TBT, college basketball analyst and TBT genius for ESPN, Fran Fraschilla. Fran, welcome to the show. It's an honor and privilege to have you on. You can see this big smile I got, guys. I'm pumped up, man. I've had a great week here. In, uh, you know, we're quarantined in Indianapolis. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a coronavirus incubator in this hotel, the Sheridan. Uh, but we're managing to stay safe and uh, following the tournament, obviously, from our production studio at Raycom Tupelo, and it has been an absolute blast. It really has. Coach, and, and we've talked about this already. I'm going to call you coach because you were a coach for Ohio State. Obviously, I was a player, so yep. I can't help but call you coach. But obviously, we're excited to have you on. And we know that you're following TBT as closely as anyone is. Did a, does the championship matchup tomorrow surprise you? No. No. A couple weeks ago when we did a podcast, I think a Zoom call uh, for TBT with uh, Chris Vosters hosting it, me, Scarborough, Dockage and Greenberg, um, I, I sang the praises of sideline cancer. You got to remember, Joey, I was in Wichita last year when these guys knocked off the Shocker alumni team in front of 7,000 people. And I think they're even better this year. Not only, you know, are Marcus Keene and Mo Creek and Remy Abel playing at a high level, but Jamel Artis was a great college player, you know, 15 games with the Orlando Magic. Um, and Eric Thomas is a good player, too. They are a good team really well coached too uh charlie parker does a great job with those guys all you got to do is listen to that timeout huddle not surprised and then of course you know golden eagles they keep climbing that tbt mountain and it's the first time we've ever had a team get to the championship two years in a row uh except for overseas elite of course <laughs> Um, so it's a big game. It's a big game for the Golden Eagles. A lot of pressure on them, too, because they want to win that money and win that championship finally. Fran, so we, we definitely want to hear who you think is going to 
you know, pull it off tomorrow, win the whole thing. But in yeah. my opinion, I think the Golden Eagles have looked kind of bored, almost as if they expected to be in the championship. And anything short of that would just not be acceptable. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, Andrew, I am not picking a, a winner tomorrow night, okay? I'm, I'm broadcasting the game. I'm not going to put myself out there like that. Uh, <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you everything but who I think is going to win. All right. so, um, I think they've kind of been businesslike. You know, I wouldn't say bored. I would just say workmanlike. You, you, you can't come into this tournament bored because um, it's not a best of three or best of five. It's, it's one and done, just like the NCAA tournament. So I think they pretty much have kind of handled their business I would say this about them. They don't rely on one guy to get 25 every night. You know, right now they've got a couple, three guys that are going to get you 50 points every night between Wilson, Dwight Bikes, and DJO. And you got Elgin Cook, you know, you got Mo Acker, you got uh, Luke Fisher, you know, um, the kid, uh, oh, the kid, the kid Williams from um, Minnesota State is a Milwaukee kid, Jar Jarvis Williams. These guys are all contributing. Um, Tell you how good they are. Andrew Rousey averaged 19 points a game in the G League, and he's having trouble getting, you know, some minutes. So um, I just think they've been working like. The, it's so funny you mentioned Andrew Rousey just because I took him in my FanDuel lineup the first day thinking he's at least good for a couple threes, you know, yeah. and then he just didn't even touch the court. So that's a, whole, that's a whole different story. I think the reason Andrew Zoldan, this Andrew, yeah. asked, asked, that, asked that question is because when we interview teams that win after every game, every team has had a lot of fun with us, except yeah. for the Golden Eagles. They're yeah. too – they're just – it's just business as they're usual. They're locked in. Yeah, they're they don't laugh at the questions we ask them. Well, you got to think about it. You know, first of all, I think Andrew Rousey might be banged up just the way, you know, Travis Diener's a nursing a calf. But to you guys' point, think about it. Quarterfinals, round of eight, you know, semifinals – I think they got beat by overseas elite two years ago last year. Heartbreaking game in the championship in Chicago to, you know, Carmen's crew, which by the way, um, when I think of tomorrow night's game, what I always love about the championship game of this tournament is every possession of tomorrow night's game will be treated like it's life and death. Now we know it's not, there's more important things going on in our world right now, but in for that 36 minutes, these two teams will play like it's life or death. That's what I remember most about last year's game. Guys diving on the floor, you know, playing like their life depended on it. And so I think it's a business-like approach, Andrew. Give them, give, them, give them some slack. Cut them, cut them some slack. But I think you're going to see them come out with a lot of energy tomorrow night. So most likely after tomorrow, the MVP of the tournament will be named from one of these two teams. Right. Curious who you think the MVP would be for for each team okay so first of all i think that obviously if sideline cancer wins it would be hard to think that they could do it without a great game from marcus Keene, who's just been spectacular you know 30 points a game his junior year at central michigan and he's picked up where he left off he's only 25 years old guys so he's still in uh, he's still got some you know opportunity to make a lot of money um if it was a really close game and he plays great, I could almost see him getting the MVP even if he if they lose. But I think that if the Golden Eagles win, it'll probably be because it's hard to say this, but I think consistently it's been DJO and Jameel Wilson. But keep in mind, Dwight Bikes dropped 34 on these guys last year in Wichita. 
So I, but I would, I would probably because Dwight's a little bit below those two guys in terms of scoring overall. I'd say Jameel Wilson, who by the way has five Elam ending winners. See, Joey, I told you I bring my good stuff here. <laughs> That's what we need. That's I know. why we have John. <laughs> and uh, and and DJO has been spectacular when he needed to be so far. But this is a balanced team. I think Jameel Wilson is the most underrated player in the entire tournament. I mean. Because Marquette is so – their guards are just so incredibly great all yeah. around, even guys on the bench. I mean, we've talk, talked about it. Right. He, he, I mean, right, he's the all-time leading three-point shooter in TBT yeah. history. Yeah. And he's and – he's, I mean, it, I just think he doesn't get enough love. So, I'm with you on that. Yeah, no, listen, he's uh, – yeah, I think with him, you know, he can play inside. He can shoot the three. You know, he gives him some – toughness because they're not a big team really you know um but i get it i get it you know we and guys like me you know what my job is to pump everybody up and talk about djo and dwight bikes two former juco first team all americans two guys that were teammates for two years and jameel um but he's been consistently good the whole time he's played tbt so there's Really good players on both teams, obviously, yeah. but we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't talk about the tournament in its entirety with you. And yeah. I want to start with this. So we made a prediction ourselves a couple weeks back. Yeah. We said, heard that is coming for blood and they are not backing down. What did you think of heard that? The beauty of the TBT it, to answer your question in long-winded way, because that's what I do, um, the beauty of TBT is that you got guys playing in this tournament that don't really care whether they're going up against Joe Johnson or Dwight Bikes who played in the NBA or anybody who was a great player in the G League um, and heard that what those guys did at Marshall, you know, um, and the, and also having Chris Coakley, who's really good, and Ja'Cory uh, Williams, another really good college player, both of those guys. It's, it's the beauty of the TBT. These guys just keep playing ball after college, and uh, these guys are some of the best. Here's how I put it, okay? Now, not Ott Elmore. Let's take Ott Elmore out of this because he's really a YMCA guy, okay? <laughs> you know, Joey would love to have him on a pickup team. You know? <laughs> uh, but the other guys – John Elmore played in Italy last year. Corey Williams, you know, playing high level. Um, you know, Chris Coakley, G League, wherever. If you take away, think about this now. This is deep. Joey, this is deep. You don't get this in like, in, this, you didn't get this at Ohio State where you're taking a philosophy class, you know. But there's 6 billion people on the planet. 450 of the best 550 players in the world are in the NBA, right? Then you have some of the international guys that are playing in, in Europe. But the rest of the, like, in this TBT, you got some of the best, two, among the best 2,000 players in the entire world of a planet of 6 billion. The Marcus Keens, you know, the, uh, the DJ Kennedys when he played. All these guys are really good players playing around the world. So the level of play is so good. So, no, I'm not surprised heard that brought it because they had some good players on that team and they played fearlessly. So I love, I love that you brought up best players in the world because you're a big you love talking about the euro league and how the euro league is the second yeah. best league in the world right so i've argued with my friends about this so i want to ask you this one non-tbt question this is what right. i say yeah. yeah i always say best league in the world obviously the nba right second best league in the world the euro league but i think the second best players 
or in college basketball. Now that's looking like it's going to start changing, but I think like the Zion Williamson's and and the Jason Tatum's when they're in college are the second best players in the world. What do you think? Yeah, but here's the problem with that. You you named named a guy who was the number one pick and then a a guy that was the number three pick in the draft. And the guy that was taking number three really should have gone number one, Jason Tatum, right? So I would tell you, and I'm going to state you straight now, Andrew. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that when, when you're watching a, a Ohio State-Michigan game or a Kansas-Iowa State game or Duke-Carolina even, you're watching double-A baseball compared to the NBA being the major leagues. These are young players who are really talented, who some of them someday, the guys you mentioned, for example, are going to be elite players. But in the Euro League and in the Spanish ACB League, I'll give you a great example. Um, a couple of years ago, I checked, and it may be true this year, the Euro League, 25% of that league were guys that were drafted in the NBA or played in the NBA. The, and, the, and, the, and there are guys in the Euro League that can play in the NBA, just haven't come over yet. Um, except for Zion or Jason Tatum, you could take a good player. Like, I'm just trying to think of somebody that played in college this year. Uh, Devon Dotson from Kansas, okay? He would be a role, a backup, backup on a really good Euroleague team. I mean, Brandon Jennings, who was a number one pick back in the day a few years ago, he couldn't even play on his Italian league team. He was too inexperienced. So anyway, that's what's great about watching all these guys who play TBT. They leave college after you you and I watched them play. Joey played against some of these guys. Thank and you. played and then with them. How about how about I mean Aaron Kraft is better now than he was eight years ago. Uh, I I can't believe how good he got in, in pickup games. He was the best player. I mean, Sully was out there, E.T., yeah. Evan Turner's out there. Yeah. He was the best player in those games. I think you could put Aaron Kraft. I know he's getting ready to retire. I hope I never have knee surgery because I hate to have to call on him someday. <laughs> but um, I think you could have put Aaron Kraft in an NBA game right now. And, yeah, can he? is his shooting an issue? Yes. But, like, to me, and I, I say this respectfully, he's, he's as good as T.J. McConnell, who plays for the Pacers. And I love T.J. Absolutely. We got yeah. another one for you. We're Bulls fans. Ryan Archie Diacono. I think he's just as good as Ryan Archie Diacono. I think so. Now, you know, the, th- the difference is both of those guys shoot it a little better. Yeah. But, man, Aaron Kraft, he's, he causes havoc. And here's my point. David Whitey, William Buford, Aaron Kraft, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all better than they were when they were in college. And I can say that about like Marcus Keene and a hundred other guys that have been in this tournament. So the point is they go to Europe and they become professional players and they come back to TBT. And my big thing is when I do a college game this d- during the season, there's games where even the Buckeyes will play Michigan state. Nobody makes a shot for 10 minutes. <laughs> that doesn't happen as much in TBT. These guys are all shot makers. Now, you know, William Buford, am I right, Joey? He's a shot maker. I mean, the fact that that dude didn't play in the NBA out of college is beyond me. I think the the list of Ohio State greats, and they're all four year greats, yeah. that didn't get a chance is is so crazy. That's my favorite thing to talk to Coach Mata about yeah. is his unbiased, frankly, opinion yeah. of number one Aaron Kraft, how he never got a chance to play in the NBA. Yeah, and then I mean the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. But my favorite my favorite thing to ask him is is how in the world did Aaron Kraft not get a chance in the NBA? And he goes, you know what? I called his agent yesterday. This was a year and a half ago when LeBron first joined the Lakers. He said, tell me Aaron Kraft's not a perfect fit for the Lakers. He doesn't care about any individual success, and he doesn't need to shoot at all. So Rondo without the head case. 
<laughs> exactly. In fact, the opposite, you know? Anti-Rondo. <laughs> Seriously, I man. Gotta, yeah, but that's the beauty I, of TBT. You got, we get to watch these guys again. Exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly it. And that brings me, that's a great transition. You're a pro. Um, to my next question, which is, <laughs> what, what have been your favorite storyline from this year? I mean, Ooh. my favorite one is a toss-up. Aaron Kraft's my favorite player ever. I grew up yeah. – him, yeah. <laughs> him, it being his last game, which it's not, but yeah. him saying it's his last game, that's, that was my favorite thing going into the TBT. What, what were some of your favorites? First of all, I think he's going to play next year's TBT. No doubt. I, I, yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to be burnt out from taking, like, you know, cutting up uh, frogs and stuff <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Whatever they do in, in medical school, you know? Uh, you know, cadavers, I don't know. That would be scary. But I, I have a feeling he's going to play next year, it, it, assuming there's a Carmen's, uh, you know, a Carmen's crew. So anytime you watch Aaron Kraft play, it's, it's, it's a highlight. Um, I love Sideline Cancer. This is an amazing story. Um, seven straight TBTs. The, the coach is a really good coach who played in the first three, coached in the last four. Um, the story behind Sideline Cancer and the Griffin Family Foundation, amazing. And they're really good, and they're a freaking 22 seed. All right? This is like, you know, this is like, uh, this is like VCU or Butler going to the final championship game. So I'm excited about that. Um, Golden Eagles, man, guys I've been watching forever because I was real, I was in Tom Crean's wedding, me and Tom Izzo, by the way. And uh, so I've been watching these guys forever, trying to get over the hump. That's been cool. Joe Johnson checking his ego at the door. Humble guy. Hall of Famer, trust me, Lock City. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple times on the, on the broadcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll be a crime. He'll get in. So that's a cool story. You know, the fact that the guy humbled himself and then he loses the game and he takes a picture with the sideline cancer. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate. You know, the thing I love about TBT is, and I was a schoolyard guy. I, I mean, I played millions of hours of basketball growing up in New York. But the, the beauty of TBT is, you know, you play, in the, you know, whether it's the Ohio State Rec Center, Joey, or a pickup game in Chicago or Brooklyn, you play the 21 or 11, depending on how many guys are waiting to come on. And that's what TBT is with the Elam ending. You know, you, you played it with target score. And I know there were days in when I was when I was growing up where there were five teams waiting. So we did everything we could to win that game and get the 21 so that we could hold on to the court. And that's what TBT is, man. These guys are playing for the love of the game. And the biggest overall storyline has got to be John Mugar, the TBT staff, the people at the Columbus Hyatt, Nationwide Arena, and Johns Hopkins University, and the players and coaches for being able to do what they had to do to stay healthy and play this tournament. And we did it. I agree. I think that's a fantastic point. And I think one of the untold stories of yep. TBT 2020 will go down as this. Yeah. What would have happened with Eberline Drive in an yeah. alternate world? Because I, ha I had them beating the Golden Eagles and going to the Final Four. So I'm curious what you think they potentially could have done. They had a really good backcourt. They had two guys, Josh Majette, who played in the NBA for the Atlanta Hawks, and Dusty Hanners, who I think was called up this year by the Grizzlies. And they were the two, two of the best guards in the G League. And, you know, borderline NBA guys, I think they would have been really dangerous. That was a heartbreaking situation uh, for them. And it's just such great guys, you know, 
uh, Jacob and Matt Mitchell and all those guys uh, who they pick up every year. That would have been great. Hey, one more unsung hero I got to mention, Jen Hale from our coverage. She Absolutely. Been, she's been unbelievable that she's been able to, uh, you know, handle the bubble and uh, not go stir crazy. I don't know what she's doing when she gets back to uh, New Orleans on Wednesday, but she's probably going down to the French Quarter <laughs> with a mask, with a mask, socially distancing, you know. <laughs> Before we let you go, last last question from me. We got we we ask all our guests the very last question, the same one, but the last TBT question. Yeah, will be quickly, sentence maybe two sentences. What does each team need to do to win tomorrow night? Okay, good question. Um, Thank you. Sideline cancer cannot give up a lot of threes. So this is a team that can just rain threes on you. They, they did it last year in Wichita to sideline cancer. That's the first thing. And then I think for the Golden Eagles, who I think are the slightly better team on paper, um, they got to bring uh, effort and intensity on the defensive end, whether, whether they're making shots or not. They can't get tight. They got to win this game with their defense. If they make 15 threes, this could be an ugly game. I don't think they will. I, so I think they got to come focused defensively. I've got two good sayings for you to say on the air tomorrow. I'm ready. First one, Mo Creek, Mo Money. <laughs> I like it. I might be able to work that in. That, that's a, a quick one. He, yeah. he hits a three. Oh, Mo Creek, Mo Money. I'm, right, I'm writing that down. <laughs> We've been I, saying that to them after every after every interview because we we talked them for like you know five minutes after the game and yeah. and we've been saying Mo Creek Mo Money and they just love it which that's Great. all I have to do though that's all and I, I got I got one more for you that I just hey, came up I'm with not going anywhere I'm not, no. <laughs> well I got one that might be better all right go ahead if Travis Diener makes a couple threes okay yeah. you say Travis Diener I call him TD Ameritrade because I got stock in that guy oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. You guys are good, man. Do you guys know my friend John Rothstein at all? Because he's just very similar. Yeah, that would. Be, <laughs> we had a weird. We had a weird like loop with him where I emailed him and asked him to come on the show, or we our other show, yeah. and he didn't email me back. But then right after I emailed him, he followed Joey on Instagram. <laughs> so it was like a weird chase around trying to get him. I just talked to him an hour ago. I said, yeah, John Mugar has done a great job with this. He said, who's John Mugar? I'm like, where have you been, man? You've been under a rock. Are you, are you trying to get the Bryant Quinnipiacs game uh, on, you know, figure out what day they're scheduling it so we can put it on Twitter? What have you been doing for the last month? Like, aren't you? I do, love, I do love when he goes, St. Joseph's, tran Joseph's transfer, Joe Smith has committed to Quinnipiac. <laughs> oh, that's Sit one thing. play three. My favorite line of his is, uh, don't speculate on speculation. So, <laughs> but so I have, I'm ready, guys. You can tell. I'm not going to sleep well tonight because I'm wired. If you so cool is, is I could talk about John Rousting all night because the one time I met him, um, Coach Shragi introduced me to him when we were playing in New York. Yeah. Because um, he knew I loved him. Yeah. And I, I, I love the idea of him. You you know what I mean. And so hey, he loves and, the game. He loves the game like we do. Exactly. And so so when I <laughs> went up to him, Coach Shragi introduced me as this is Joey Lane. He has a better idea for um a saying for Coach Holman, which I did not. Yeah. And so I was put on the spot and I go, I I, I go, I I don't know what he's talking about. I don't have one. And he goes, all right, guys, take it easy. And just left. And I was, was like, it? that's my John Rothstein interaction. Like, I've waited my whole life for this. 
You blew it, man. You blew, blew it. You didn't, it. Come, you didn't come ready. You had, you had to have it. You had to have something in your head. Yeah, because more meticulous than a forensic officer is just not. <laughs> it's just not that good. He's got so much better ones. TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade is better than that. That works. One hundred percent. I think. I think I could work that in. I, and I will not be shy. Uh, I will not be shameless about using it too. <laughs> you don't even need to plug it because we'll know. That'll be. That's if you plug it, I'll be upset because I rather just be our little inside thing. I like it. I like it. That I'm, like I'm good I, with that. Oak Creek Mo Money is a good one. What do I, <laughs> I, I need one for Marcus Keene, you know? Uh, hot boy. Well, we call him hot. That, yeah, we call him hot boy. <laughs> if you want to throw that in there. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I could get fired for something like that. Well, we, well, what we do say about him is we ask him how much longer he'll be able to average more than his age. So you can use that one. That's a good one. Like we also it. we also ask whoever's in the interview with him. Yeah. We also we ask them. We say, hey, you know, Eric Thompson, for example. We go, hey, yeah. Eric, did you know that Marcus um, led the country in scoring one year when he was in college? <laughs> what do those guys say? Do they know? Because we say, they it go, yeah, of course we know, because that's the only thing that people talk about. I think that when he's fifty nine years old, someone's going to go, hey, this is Marcus Keene. Did you know he once led the country in scoring? <laughs> Like part of his like name, his middle name, Marcus. He led the country in scoring. Keen. By the way, I dropped a nugget for you guys the other day. Did you know that he played high school basketball with Torian Prince of the Brooklyn Nets? And Torian signed with LIU. Marcus signed at Youngstown State. Right. Torian's in the NBA because he went to Baylor later when the coach left. And Marcus Keene is going to make buku money playing in Europe someday. That's quite a high school team. He yeah. said he was talking to uh, some coach. We interviewed him right before this, and he said that he was talking to a couple coaches. So we we told him that it is our mission. We will get him into the NBA. <laughs> I talked to a GM today who keeping an eye on him. Just a little nugget there. Will you tell us off the record which, uh, which team it was? I'm going to give you a hint. It was a team that he played summer league basketball for. back Memphis. In well, that I, that's not one of them. Okay. All right. All right. You have to go do your homework. Uh, all right, Fran, before we let you go, we Ready. always – and we're kind of already gotten into this. We always yeah. ask our guests one question. Go ahead. Do you have any questions for us? Why are you – why do you guys love TBT so much? You want, you want to go, Andrew, first? Yeah, I'll go first. I got, I got a couple answers. Yeah. All right, number one, so I grew up an Ohio State fan – Yep. As, as well as Joey, I did not have the privilege of going to play there. Yeah. But I grew up an Ohio State fan, so getting to watch those guys again is is yeah. so exciting. But then also, normally, it's it's the summer basketball to watch. Right. And it makes basketball a year-round sport, and it's exciting to watch in the summer. Obviously, a little different this year. So I'll give you my answer for this year, which yeah. is the answer that, you, that most people want to hear. It's the Elam ending. It is so cool. It yeah. is so exciting. And if you don't like TBT or you don't like the Elam ending, watch the sideline cancer overseas elite game, because that is what TBT and the Elam ending is all about. Yeah. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah. For me, it's, I kind of got into it years ago, like year two or three, when Dan Friel asked a young Joey Lane to help make an Ohio state team. And yeah. I had no pull to do that. I had, I could not do that. I tried. Couldn't do it. My son James um, tried to do it at Oklahoma, by the way. They, there you go. So tried to do it. Yep. They know. Nobody they know, know who to ask. You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah. if if you would have asked me my sophomore year, 
it would have, I would have been able to help. But yeah. as a freshman, I, first of all, was so scared that it would like jeopardize my eligibility. Like yeah. I was so freaked out about that. Yeah. But I can um, see Coach I put it in good hand. Scooney, Scooney got it ready to go. I can see Coach Mata going, what the hell are you doing, man? You're trying to get us all on probation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean $2 million, $1 million? Right. You don't, yeah. I remember, like, my friends would be like, so you're talking about the TBT? Like, are you going to take any money? I'm like, no, I'm worried about passing my calculus exam tomorrow. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Well, say, so, yeah. No, well, no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say this, because I know, I, last thing, Bob Rathbun and I, who I love working with, man, he, he loves this tournament like I do. Our biggest goal tomorrow night is we know we're going to have the, the real TBT junkies watching, but because the NBA hasn't started yet, when we come on the air tomorrow night, we have to tell the casual fan who might be tuning in for the first time, hey, if you haven't been paying the TBT this year or the last seven, here's why you should watch tonight. That's you think, Do you think that the two teams that are in it this year in the yeah. championship are a good – display for people who are maybe watching their first TBT game tomorrow? Well, obviously, if we had, let's say, Carmen's Crew Marquette rematch, more people would know who the guys are. Um, or Overseas Elite versus Marquette, right, which is, you know, Joe Johnson versus DJO. But I think people will still tune in because when we come on the air, we're going to tell them, you're, you know the Marquette guys, but let me tell you about sideline cancer. This is the best story in the TBT. But we have to also explain John Mugar, what it took to put this tournament on this year with the coronavirus. So we got a lot of things that we have to get in early. And then hopefully both teams will play great basketball, which they're capable of doing. It's that simple. Absolutely. I mean, the TBT is just the poster child for exactly what we've talked about. The dudes that are playing in it yeah. want to play in it and they love basketball. You know, so – if, yep. if anything to take away from the TBT in general, you're watching guys like there are NBA guys. I say this all the time. There's a list of guys in the NBA that I think are just out there. They don't love, yeah. they, they, you know, yeah. they, they love yeah. the money and they love basketball and they love the idea of it, but they, yep. they don't love it the way, you know, Marcus Keaton loves it, you know? So With I you. think that you're getting the cream of the crop in terms of the love for basketball because they're playing in their off season, you know? So Yes. I just think I just think that the TBT is is the greatest first and foremost for for that reason. I'm with you guys, and that's why Joe Johnson played. Love it exactly. Yep, exactly. Future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson, first future Hall of Famer to play in TBT. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And didn't win it. And didn't win it because that's the, <laughs> that's the best part about the TBT is who cares if that's, you played in the NBA? That doesn't mean you're going to win. You know how Elmore. You know how Elmore's talking shit right now. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Don't worry. I wonder if, I wonder if Odd Elmore has a beer named after him, a milkshake named after him, or a cheeseburger named after him back home. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Friend, you know that was that was our question in the post-game interview that went viral, right? What, what was that? Tell me. I missed when it. We, when we said <laughs> I, we said what trash talking was going on, and that's when he said those guys play in the NBA, I play at the Y. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, that was we awesome. made our ESPN debut because of that. I love it. Deservedly so, I would say, based on what you guys have done for the tournament. So it's really cool <laughs> being on with you guys. Oh, well, we, we appreciate, appreciate that. And we look forward to you bringing us into the broadcast tomorrow. I didn't think you mentioned something about that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you saved the best for last. So I, I'm like uh, Mariano Rivera, you know? I'm, Mar I'm, the, I'm the Elam ending closer for you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jameer Wolf. Franny Elam. That's Happy what they to call him. Franny Elam. <laughs> 
Tell Greenberg that one. Fran Elam. <laughs> I'm with you. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Absolutely. Fran. Thanks for coming on, Coach. You're welcome. All right, joining us now on Inside TBT. This is the eve before the championship game, but you'll be listening to it a couple hours before the championship game. From the Golden Eagles, Travis Diener. TD, welcome to the show. Glad to be on, guys. Glad to be on. You've done your fair share of uh, media tours. It feels like you're the default guy from the Golden Eagles to be interviewed after the game, be interviewed before the game, do media, whatever. Is that, an, is that a responsibility that you enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I think as the, uh, the elder statesman on the team, I think that comes with the territory. Um, and fortunately, we've, we've won a lot of games in this tournament. So, you know, the more you go, the more media there is, the more people that are excited and interested in what you're doing. So I think a combination of all those things um, is why I get some requests. And sometimes the guys are just like, Travis, go do it. So um, I take that. I take it with with a grain and, and just try to represent myself and our team the right way. So obviously tomorrow is the championship game. And no matter what you can contribute, it'll be necessary and helpful. Curious how your health is holding up. What's your status going into the game? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I won't lie to you. I don't feel great, but I feel, you know, I feel well enough to go out there and, and try to help our team, you know, win a championship. And, um, you know, more so than anything, I think, you know, experience in, in playing in these types of games helps. So uh, even if it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, however the course of the game is going, uh, I'll be out there and trying to help. So um, am I 100%? No. Do I think I'll ever get to 100%? And the, the rest of my career, probably not. But uh, I'm good enough to play. So that's all that really matters. So, Travis, you've never spoken to us, obviously. Your teammates that have spoken to us, they don't quite get us or our humor. Um, but we just want to let you know that we are not typical media podcast guys, okay? So my this we, we'll talk some serious TBT stuff, but we'll also talk some other stuff. My first not serious question is how sick – of the beer questions do you get? Yeah, I think that's getting a little played out. And even, like, initially when I said it, like, I'm just trying to be, like, pretty – I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think most guys, when they're done, they go and they have beers together. Um, so, initially when I said it, you know, it was very truthful response. It was uh, off the top of my head because that's exactly what I was going to do. And, and then I kind of played it up for a bit. Now it's kind of like um, – yeah, we're going to go have fun. You know, we're in this bubble. We're in this bubble together. Like, we're playing video games. We're doing, you know, we're playing cards. We're drinking. We're having a good time. And that's what guys do. So, um, yeah, but it's it's get, it's kind of run its course now. Yeah, we we wanted to start the interview by asking, like, hey, you got a beer in your hand? Like, how many uh, beers are you? Drinking water. Propel tonight. So, there you go. All right. Good. Good man. Hydration. The key. Exactly. It's important to stay hydrated because you're going up against a team that likes to run, likes to shoot threes. They got a small little guard in Marcus Keene that is tough to contain. He's like a little hamster running on a wheel. <laughs> what are your thoughts on sideline cancer going into the game? Well, first of all, I think we're, we're, uh, we're happy that they made it, you know, with the cause that they're playing for and, you know, how hard they play and what they're representing. Um, 
you know, if we were to lose, you know, you're losing to a team that, you know, deserves to win the championship. They've had a tough road. They've won those games. They play extremely hard. Uh, so there's a lot of – there's a lot of respect from our side. And I think there's a lot – I think it's mutual. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a war. And obviously, you know, the way Keen has played this tournament, he's the focal point of their offense. But they got other guys that can take and make big shots, as we saw uh, Maurice Creek do in the, in the semifinals. So – you know, it's going to be a battle. All these games are so fun to compete in. I'm sure they're really fun to watch. I mean, even when we're watching these games, you know, the Elam ending just provides an incredible ending to every game. And so, you know, we know what we're getting ourselves into in, in this championship game. Everyone's going to leave everything they have on the floor. And, you know, hopefully at the end of this, you know, we're the ones holding the, holding the trophy. A true professional calling uh, Mo Creek Maurice. You're not messing around. You're focused. He doesn't get a nickname on the court. Maurice Creek. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess to kind of piggyback off that question, what do you think, you know, I'm sure like all good teams, it starts with yourself. What are you guys looking at as the key to the Golden Eagles bringing home a million bucks tomorrow? Well, I think we have to play with pace as well. I think our depth is one of the reasons we're here, and it's one of the reasons we've uh, had success in this tournament is we, we're deep and we have a lot of good players. And, you know, we like to we like to run a lot. We like to change defenses, kind of wear teams down. So I think that's vital. Um, you know, they're, they're a team that lost, uh, you know, Diamond Stone in, in their first game, and so their depth isn't what ours is. So we'll try to utilize that to our advantage. Uh, so and then just try to you know we got a, we got a defensive rebound you know we're not the biggest team so if we can defensive rebound and get out in transition try to get some easy baskets I think those are some of the keys to the game. I asked some of uh, your your teammates this the other day and I asked coach as well but did you you expected to be in this championship game? Yeah, I mean I think <laughs> you know I think a lot of teams probably expected to be in the championship game. Uh, realistically, I thought going into this tournament there's probably you know, seven or eight teams that could get to this point. And, you know, reaching the, you know, the finals last year and adding, you know, Luke Fisher and, and DJO, you know, our expectations are really high. So uh, you expect to do well. But as you guys know, in basketball, a lot of stuff can happen. It's one game. It's you lose, you go home. So it's not like we're playing the best of seven where the best team naturally is going to win every time. So um, we expected to be here, but we knew it was going to be a tough road. Uh, and fortunately enough, we're – we're right where we need to be. We feel good. We, we like our chances to go out there and play well and, you know, see what happens. On a scale of one to ten, how much have you enjoyed being in the bubble? You know, coming in, it was like a zero. <laughs> uh, I was saying I wasn't coming because, you know, having a family, I have a wife and three kids. It's like, you know, for two weeks, being away from them, and then what are you going to do? But it's been, it's been better than I thought. You know, our camaraderie and chemistry has been great. We hang out all the time as a team, and not just one or two, three guys. It's, it's you know, all 13 people that are in our party. And we're having a good time. We're telling stories. Like I said, we're playing games. Uh, so our chemistry and togetherness has grown throughout all this. And I think that's why – another reason why we're in the position we are is because we – generally we we like each other we like being around each other so you guys played a red scare team that had a lot of young players on it actually had three players who had just finished their their last year of college in the past we've kind of always heard that young teams can't win tbt i'm curious if after seeing and this is looking ahead after seeing what those guys on red scare were able to do would you consider moving forward adding some younger 
maybe fresh out of college Marquette guys to the team? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think you need to have a good combination. I mean, you can't be really old either. But, you know, once you get into these final four championship games, you need experience because it is different. And the Elam ending is really different. And you see it. Guys get tight. Naturally, you know, when it's these possessions matter so much, there's no clock. You're not getting fouled and going just trying to make free throws to ice the game. It, you know, a 15-point lead is – there's no guarantee. You can – in the Elam ending, you can still lose that game. So, I think you need a balance. But you saw with, with Dayton, you know, those guys played so hard and they were fresh. And they weren't that deep either. They didn't play a lot of guys. So, I think, you know, having that combination of both old and young is something that I think teams will try to mix in as, as this, you know, tournament continues in the, in the future. When you look at TBT as a whole, tomorrow – we just talked to, to Fran Fraschilla and he – talked about how the whole world the whole basketball world will really be watching tomorrow night just because number one it's the only sport on but also because they love basketball and most guys who love basketball love the tbt what would you say to someone who's tuning in as a casual basketball fan who doesn't know much about the tbt what would you say to those fans on why they should you know starting tomorrow be a fan of the tbt well first off i think it's a high level of basketball and obviously it's not the nba and there's uh, but there's a lot of guys that spend time in the NBA. You have a, you know, I had a seven-time All-Star playing the tournament. So, and it's not like this, you know, it's a three-on-three -three or it's uh, just a random pickup basketball game. It's highly competitive basketball. You're playing for a prize that, you know, is a lot of money. And if you don't win it, you go home with nothing. So that it had will interest a lot of people. Um, and it's a very physical style of basketball. You know, the referees aren't going to be out here blowing their whistle every time down the court. They're not going to be responsible for for a team winning or losing $1 million. So uh, all those reasons, uh, you know, high-level high, high level basketball, competitive, uh, the prize. Uh, I think if you're a casual basketball fan, I think naturally you're going to tune into this because, you know, there's really nothing else going on. So I, I told Fran for show this. In this inner, in, we just talked to him before we talked to you, and I mentioned this to him. I want to see what you think of this. I got a, I got a nickname for you. You ready? <laughs> this should be good. <laughs> All right, TD Ameritrade, because I got <laughs> stock in that guy. That's that's creative. I like it. Uh, have you ever heard it? I have never heard that one. I have never heard that one. Maybe then you could get sponsored by them. It's perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to work on my brand, I think. So I'm not, maybe we can go that way. We can go with we'll – try to do a lot of things maybe. You know what you need to do is you got to shotgun a beer or something after the game. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't know if you know this, but the TBT world thinks you just leave and have like 75 beers after every game. I have – I do drink. Uh, uh, it's not <laughs> as much as – it's not as much as I portray, but uh, – if we win, I, I could get pretty close to that 75 tomorrow night. <laughs> Have you seen the videos of, like, J.J. Raddick and Miles Leonard? Yeah, I, I did see those. Those, oh, guys are, those guys are pros. Yeah, and you could have been – that was the perfect opportunity to respond and be like, from one bubble to another. <laughs> yeah, I sh well, yeah, you're right. I should have. I was actually thinking, you know, the first two games I didn't play, I was going to bring a beer on the bench. But I, <laughs> so I thought about it, but – it's funny you say that because I was a walk-on at Ohio State. Naturally, I didn't play a ton. Um, and my friends who genuinely didn't know better would ask me, did I have my phone on the bench because I got bored? And, like, it's not that crazy now. Like, you know, when, you, when it's not like 
life or death, the coach is going to run you to your throw up type of deal. You know, like that would be hilarious if you, number one, got a, had a beer or if you took a selfie like during the game, like, hey, guys, just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, that, this would be the, the time to do that because if you tried that in college, your coach would probably hang you by the, the nuts. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't do that in college. Those guys, those guys won't let that happen. Uh, but, yeah, now would be the time. This would have been the time for me to bring a beer on the bench and just, you know, enjoy a nice, a nice cool, cold beer and, and watch, you know, my teammates get the job done. I got to well, ask you, you're a Wisconsin guy, because this is – I just have to. My favorite golf course beer on the planet, maybe my favorite beer in general, is Spotted Cow. Where does that rank on your list? Uh, the New Glarus Moon Man, I, I'm a big fan of. That's a top three beer for me. So, um, Spotted Cow I like. It wouldn't rank in my top ten, but Moon Man is a top three beer, and it's the same, uh, same company, New Glarus, which is Wisconsin-based. Yep. If we grab, you had to get an answer, and you had to get in the beer question. If we, if we each grabbed a beer, no way yeah. we'd all, no way we'd all you shotgun guys, right now, right? You guys were, you guys were uh, <laughs> saying that we're gonna get rid of the, all these beer questions. That's all <laughs> we're talking about. You're well, the we, one who said you should have brought a beer on the bench. We didn't bring. You that were asked, You guys were asking me about shotgun and a beer. That's you're right. You're right, but you're we the just, one who said I'm going to go just, drink some beer after this game. We just, so can't, we just can't get away from it. We'll, well, that's how good that's how good the brand association is. Already, people see you and think beer, beer, beer. So you got to find a, a beer, and we'll help capitalize. you. We're your capitalize. PR guys now. I need to go New Glarus or Miller Lite because that's Wisconsin-based. I think I can – if we win, I think I could parlay this into something nice. Oh, I mean, it's so, so simple – just wearing your your championship shirt, you hold the trophy with a Miller Lite in your other hand. I mean, that's oh, and you got the Zelle, and you got the and you got the Zelle payment on your phone, and you immediately deposit it into TD Ameritrade into stocks, and then boom, TD Ameritrade, I've got stock in that guy, and I got a Miller Lite, and all of a sudden you're turning that a hundred thousand dollars into four hundred thousand dollars. Boy, I'm gonna hire you as my financial guy too. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> If, if, if you have a picture of you full on, I mean, I don't want to show the whole, it's not a great look without the actual beer in your hand, but you're telling me if you're not taking a beer shower with the trophy in your hand, with the, with the TBT hat on, that Miller Lite isn't going to say, that's our next billboard, that's our next advertisement. No oh, way they it's, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. If we win, if we're fortunate enough to win, believe me, it's going to happen. Some, some crazy stuff's going to Just another incentive. Just another incentive. So – We've we've talked with Marcus Keene a bunch in the past month, and we're we're big Marcus Keene fans. So we want to give you the opportunity right now. Why should we be rooting for the Golden Eagles tomorrow and not sideline cancer? Uh, well, you know, I'd be I'd be a really good drinking buddy. I think we've d- determined that one. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's I can't convince you one way or another. I get I get. Uh, you know, the love with, with sideline cancer, like I said before, what they represent. Uh, Marcus Keene's a great player. Um, you know, it does, for me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> but we know, we know it's going to be a fun game. Uh, like I said, we respect him. We respect their team. Um, and, you know, I respect what you guys do as well. So whoever you cheer for, uh, you can't – I don't take anything personal, so I, I have no hard feelings about anything really. 
All right, well, then that's great. Then if you guys lose, you'll come on the show with us right after the game. We'll talk for a little. I'm sure you'll be in great spirits. Yeah, probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say we said this to Marcus King, too. Andrew, Andrew's out in Chicago. I'm in Columbus. So you just – you. I'll get your number from Andrew. You guys win. You just let me know where, where we need to have a couple brews, and I'm there. Absolutely. Before and then, last thing, last last thing. Before we let this you is go, the most important thing. Yeah, oh. get locked in. Every, right. every guest we have it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't matter if it's Fran for Schiller or if it's Travis Diener. Okay, we ask them. Do you have any questions for us? Um, your favorite moment in TBT history. Ooh. That, well, I don't think you're gonna, gonna like, like Joey's answer. answer. He's going to say last year. I should have asked that. I should have known. He's going to say yeah, last year. Because So, I was on the bench, which was crazy. I don't know how they let me on the bench, but I was on the bench. I was a, I was a booster. So, I got – You were a walk-on again. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what I was. I was a walk-on in all sense of it because I didn't see any of that money. So, I mean <laughs> – those, those selfish pricks didn't give you any money? Nope. Not a bit. See? I was hoping I went to But the they all came on our show. They all came on our show, and we got sponsors. So, technically. Yeah, I mean, tech, indirectly, you got. Okay, okay. Like, me and John Diebler are very close. We went to the casino together, and I was just in the back of my head. I'm like, maybe he'll toss me a black chip or something, you know? But no, nothing. No. Well, if we would have won, I would have thrown you a couple of black chips. So, just know that. <laughs> you're, out recru you're recruiting a couple of fans right now. You're recruiting. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Any uh, is can we gamble here in Columbus? Yep, Hollywood Casino. It's down the road. There we I, go. I, I'm with a car. There we go. So my favorite TBT moment. All right, <laughs> a young Ot Elmore finishes the game against the money team, walks off the court, looks at the camera. Those guys play in the NBA. I play at the Y, and the rest is history. That's a that is a great quote. He needs to put that picture and that quote <laughs> up on his wall it was epic um they were a fun story they were fun to watch what's your favorite moment don't have one yet we haven't got the job done great answer expect nothing hopefully, less hopefully tomorrow night we'll have one absolutely well, well let's td td ameritrade we appreciate you coming on we got stock in you so <laughs> thanks for having me guys of course. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you. Yeah. All right. Join us now on Inside TBT. I think it's safe to say the best scorer in the planet. Marcus <laughs> Keene from Sideline Cancer the night before the championship game of TBT. Marcus, how are you feeling right now? Man, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, I mean, it's exciting to be here, you know, the last, you know, last two teams left and to just be able to play for, you know, something bigger than us, you know, for sideline cancer, you know, for actual a big amount of prize. I mean, it's you got the jitters and stuff, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. Uh, Marcus, congratulations on being the guest we've had on most, 100%. <laughs> we had you before the, before the TBT. Three times during the TBT. This is, will be five. Um, yeah. We've had John Diebler on like three times for a different podcast, but you blow him out of the water now. How, do, how does that feel? 
Man, it's crazy talking to you guys, man. I talk to y'all almost every day. So it's cool, man. Looking <laughs> at game, it was on Zoom. So no, man, it's cool, you know, talking to y'all too. Before before we get to the championship game, I want to talk a little bit about yesterday's game. And now when this comes out, it'll be two days ago's game. The game against the Overseas Elite, it looked like you guys were going to lose that game. They pulled away. <laughs> But no way was Marcus Elam, as Seth Greenberg likes to call him, going to go away easy. How did you guys claw back into it? Uh, I mean, we just uh, – I mean, at halftime, Coach, he, he said the reason why we was losing is because we wasn't moving the ball. Everybody was one-shot pass or one dribble. So, he was like, if we start trusting each other and trusting our teammates, then we will, you know, we'll, we'll start making the shots that we was missing and we'll open up the game and then – you know, I just got in the rhythm early, and then my teammates just told me to keep it going. I mean, in the third quarter, to keep it going. And, and I knew as soon as I started making shots, I felt like when I made started making shots early, it was giving our team confidence in that third quarter that we could come back and we can win this game. And then, you know, Mo eventually ended up tying it up in the fourth quarter or something like that. So once we tied it up at, like, 57-57, we was like, look, we're here now. And now, it's, it, you know, it's whoever's game is going to be. And so we just, you know, we slowed down in the second half and we started, you know, making shots and, you know, moving the ball and executing. And that's where we got back in the game. Last question we'll ask you about, about the previous game, just because, you know, we know that that game's over with. You've moved on. You're focused. All your attention on the next one. But was that one of the greatest games you've ever been a part of? Where does that rank? Nah, honestly, that's that's probably that's like a top five. That's a top five overall game. Like just overall, you know, the game. It would have been crazy if we had a crowd and stuff. I know the atmosphere would have been crazy, but just the intent, the intensity level in that game. It was, it was, it was different out there on that court. And I mean, you, I wish people could feel it how I felt it because it was like, you know, that felt like a championship game right there too. You know what I'm saying? So I can only imagine what tomorrow is gonna really feel like. How uh, how hungover were you this morning? Uh, not hungover at all. I don't drink like that, man. So and I'm you know I'm locked in. Uh, you know it was you know one day off and then we play tomorrow. So I mean I'll probably get some drinks and stuff after tomorrow we win it all. So I probably lose if we lose too. I'd be feeling you know sad too. Might want something to drink. But yeah, just know just know only one of us is in Columbus. So after you guys win tomorrow <laughs> or lose, but we don't need to talk about that. Just know I'm down the street. Shoot me a text. You hey, can, can either tomorrow. celebrate or, or drink it away. <laughs> I'm out the you. bubble. Yeah, I'm out the bubble tomorrow. <laughs> have you have you felt like the bubble has has been bad or has it really not been that bad for you? No, it's not that bad. I just, I think you just take it back to you know AAU tournaments, you know AAU days. Or I mean, where yeah. Like, you, you can't leave and go outside, but you kind of got everything inside, you know what I mean? Like, what would we really do outside? Yeah, go to some bars and accidentally catch the virus. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not much we could do anyway. So, just staying inside, you know, playing 2K with your teammates, you know, resting, you know, practice, gym time. Like, you know, you do stuff throughout the day that gets your time going by. So, yeah. Who's the best like 2K player on the team? Uh, Mo Creek. I ain't even going to lie to you. Mo, Mo Creek, Mo Money. Mo <laughs> Creek, Mo Money. <laughs> yeah, Mo is the best. I'm second, though, but he, he's number one. So, obviously, you've had an outstanding tournament. I think you might be the favorite for tournament MVP. We'll see what happens in the game. Have you heard from any coaches or teams around the world that are interested in your services? 
Yeah, I mean, I was, like I was just telling y'all, I just had, I just talked to a coach in uh, Poland, uh, a team that's uh, about to play in Champions League. So I just had got off the phone with him. Uh, my agent said, you know, some other teams around the world have been calling and, uh, you know, very interested in me after seeing me play and stuff like that. So, but I mean, he was like, we'll talk more after the tournament. He didn't want, you know, to get my mind into like where I would be going next or who's watching, just go out there and continue to play my game. And then we'll talk about what's next for me after. But he, he did say, you know, people were contacting him and stuff. No so NBA let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You leave that to us. We'll we'll get you on NBA oh, team. Yeah, yeah. Your age, I'm sure your agent does a great job, but you, you just met us and we work wonders. So, Joey, you, Joey, you ask your question. While you ask your question, I'm gonna tweet in all caps. Marcus Keen is an NBA player and tag a bunch of the NBA teams. <laughs> Joey, you uh, ask your question. Yeah. So moving forward. We got to talk about the game tomorrow. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't, we don't want your game plan. We don't. We don't care about your game plan. You know that. You know us. Yeah. But what do you think about Marquette Eagles, the Golden Eagles? What comes to mind about the team? Uh, I, uh they tough, and I say they got a lot of guys that can uh, create for others and themselves. And I feel like that's what's going to be big tomorrow. Is you know, containing uh, dribble penetration you know, containing uh, the scores that they have and not letting them get easy looks or downhill drives. And just also thinking, like, you know, when we see Marquette, they're the ones that knocked us out last year. So, you know, we got that on our mind, and we know that they took money out of our pocket last year advancing to – we would advance to Chicago, so we don't want that to happen again. So I feel like we have that in our mind. And I know we're going to come out there and play as hard as we can, and I mean, it's going to be a dog by game, so – is there anyone on that team that you're worried about? Like, if they get hot, this one could be over quickly. No, nah, I'm not worried about no one. But, I mean, they got, you got to respect everyone. But, uh, I mean, Bikes is nice. And uh, uh, the four-man, I forgot what the four-man name is. The one that lit Wilson. us up. Jamil yeah, Wilson. Yeah, the one that he Every lit. time he shoots, I think it's going in. Yeah, he, he lit us up last year. So, I mean, those two guys, I feel like that's the engine of their team, you know, along with DJO. But, uh, I mean, you just got to lock in. Uh, you got to lock in on those guys. But, I mean, it, look, if one of them get going, then we have to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, I, I – Go ahead, Joey. Oh. Joey, all you. Uh, I mean, um, we've kind of asked you this before, probably in a, in a poor way, because in the after-game interviews, we're too jacked up yeah. to really ask good <laughs> questions. But do you ever selfishly go into a game and think, this is my matchup, I just want to beat him? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I had, I had all the matches lined up. Uh, Marcus Thornton, Tyrese Rice, Pujita, Bobby Brown. Yeah, I had all those matches lined up because those are guards that you know are older than me that are around my size who have played in either high level Europe, CBA, NBA, all the places that I want to get to. So yeah, you know, I got every time I seen that, and that was my matchup. You know, I took uh, you know a lot of pride in in each matchup in each game that we played against. But there was no disrespect to those guys. I just want to get to where they've been already. If you could describe how you're feeling going into tomorrow and when you listen, when people listen to this, tonight's championship game, one, one feeling, what would you say? Man, just happy. Just happy that we're in the championship game. Just happy that I didn't play four games on ESPN or that, you know, with the fifth one coming up tonight. And so just, you know, being happy to still play the game and I love and the whole world is watching. Do you think – that if you would have gotten to play heard that and beaten Ott Elmore, that you would have you would have a better chance of making it in the NBA or or no? 
No. <laughs> did, what, did you watch? Did you watch those those games at all? And what did you think? Of yeah, that? I watched those games. Yeah, and I know they. You know they. I think heard that messed up. Where uh, I know like they probably did it because they was putting that guy versus Joe Johnson. And he started off Joe Johnson early, and Joe Johnson was cooking. And I feel like Joe Johnson got his rhythm, which is the reason why he had that rhythm the whole game. And we wasn't going to do that. You know, we put our, you know, our toughest defender on him, which just made him work from the beginning. How, what did, what did you think about just Ott Elmore in general? Like, is that funny to you? Or as a player in the tournament, are you like, this dude is – is I mean, like, you see what I'm doing? Like, why is this dude getting all the publicity? Do you even care about that? Nah, not at all. But at the same time, is it was what, what he never played? Did he? I, I didn't know. I don't know much about his story. I just know that he what he doesn't play basketball or stuff. But he's like, but he's still good or whatever. I don't know what his story was, but I knew it had some type of background to it. But so he I played. Mean, he played at Marshall with his brother John, but he is not a professional player by any means. Oh, um, so, but that's, what, that's what's good about the tournament, though, is that you don't have to be a professional to play in this. Like, there's a lot of guys that I know personally who aren't professional basketball players who should be or who could play in this tournament and hold their own. So, yeah, I mean, that's all that shows is that, you know, he doesn't have to be a professional basketball player to know how to play the game. And, you know, this is a tournament that anybody could play in. So why not? I mean, you're looking at two guys that fit the exact mold. Yeah, so, if you can hoop, you can hoop. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't be surprised when you're facing us in the first round next year. <laughs> yes. Can can uh, we yeah, get a we, uh, go ahead? I would get a low seed. Hopefully, we'll get a high seed. We won't get the. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we're on the team, then we're not getting a high seed. So, <laughs> Marcus, can we get a point prediction from you for tomorrow? Because when you predicted the Elam ending game winner for round one, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Uh, I want to say, I want to say sideline cancer. We went in between, between four, between four and six points. All right. See, what is, that's why I like Marcus Keene so much because Andrew wanted your personal point total and you gave us yeah. the team point total. So you're a team guy. Oh, oh, through through. oh, oh, you want my point. I don't know how much I'm getting tomorrow. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Yo, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't make it like the, uh, Taiwanese championship game, please, please, uh, I nah, beg of you. Hey, and that's been on, that's it, that's been on my mind too ever since this happened. That won't happen. No, <laughs> you, you know what? You know what's different about this game though than that game? Huh? Now you guys got Mo Creek, Mo Money, and that's yeah. the secret. Yeah. That is the oil that makes the engine go. That's my boy. Yes, it do. Yep. So I, I have a very important question. I want you to answer it honestly. All right. Do you think we're idiots when we interview you, or do you have fun <laughs> coming on with us? I have fun. I have hella fun. Y'all made me. Y'all made me laugh, man. It, it, it's a good time with y'all. Yeah, yeah. Y'all got good humor, so I like that. Do you guys talk about? Do you guys talk about us when you leave the interviews? They're like, please, nah, please, dudes are laughing. We know y'all coming in. We know y'all coming in. But nah, we don't say nothing when we leave. <laughs> Did Eric Thompson hit the gym yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. We had optional shoot around at five thirty. He went down there, probably lifted some weights or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So I want to hear final, final little piece, little nugget, little piece of information, final comment from Marcus Keene about tomorrow's game. Last thing you want to say about it. Let's hear it. 
man, just be ready to lock in uh, and watch a show. Uh, I know me and uh, us and Sideline Cancer, we're going to come to play, and it's going to be a great game. Uh, I feel very confident we're going to come out with the win. I think you cut out for a second. You said you're going to beat them by 30, and it's not even hey, be close. Y'all trying to hype stuff up, man. I'm not, I'm not getting into that with you. <laughs> um, Marcus, before we let you go, God forbid we don't get to talk to you after the game tomorrow. Is there anything that you need to get off your chest and either ask us or tell us? Because we might not talk to you for a couple months. Um, look. I ain't got nothing to say right now, so hopefully we talk to y'all tomorrow. We can finish it. We can have a good end of, end of conversation. It will be very – if we talk to you tomorrow, it will be very, very fun and very, very exciting. I can tell you that much. For sure. For sure. All right, Marcus Keene, thank you. Good luck tomorrow. But when this airs tonight and we're rooting yeah. for you, but I guess we're also technically rooting for the other team too. Yeah, we're not allowed to say that, but we're rooting for you, Marcus. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. See ya. All right, thanks, man. Hey, my man. All right, the final interviews before the championship. We hope you guys enjoyed them. The game is tonight. We will be watching. Tweet at InsideTBT. Talk to us about the game. You heard our predictions. Let's hear your predictions. Joe, any last words? God. Uh, what a run. We'll say this. This isn't our last podcast, but it's most likely the last one that people are listening to, realistically, right? And we said that. Um, let's give a big shout out to Dan Friel, Josh Brown, Jake Pavarsky, all the guys that TBT that have made it really easy and awesome for us. John Mugar. John Mugar for putting this all on, obviously, but the people that gave us this incredible opportunity to, to, I mean, we're two, two schmucks that like talking hoops and they gave us the opportunity to represent TBT. And it's been an unbelievable experience and a blast. And I just don't want it to end. But all good things must come to an end. And, and we shall see. We're getting an absolute treat to see these two teams battle. And, and that's all I got for you, Andrew, as, as part my parting remarks. And I can promise you this after that great thank you note. And I'm going to play this as it heads into the exit music. But we will be 